1: Welcome to Scrimshaw. Shop, no, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha.
0: No, Jack. Welcome to Script
1: Shop. Script Shop show. I'm going to try this again. Wait. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah! I'm taking the note. No, no, don't redo it. Just oh, keep no, rolling. We're no, we're redoing no, it. No, oh, it. Oh, uh, oh, I love it when we have mess ups, though.
1: Well, this is the way things messed up. Hi, everybody. We're starting this over again because I didn't like the way things started. Hi, I'm Jack, and this show has International Incident written all over it.
0: Jack is a professional. I like what you just said, International Incident written yeah. all over it.
1: Because we're lucky enough to have uh, someone from uh, who's in a much different part of the world than we are Across
0: right now. Across the pond, if you will. Something
1: like that. Yes. A little more so.
0: A little more so than that. We will be talking to Artem Chukanov. 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 I'm... Man, I feel like the more I try to say it, the worse I get. You're doing okay. How about you say it?
1: We're going to be speaking with Artem Chukanov about his script called Dream Trip.
0: It's a 20-page, um, basically everybody's worst nightmare. Yes. Which is, uh, we'll, we'll get into what it is, but it's a. I guess it would be a suspense and a thriller, a dark, twisted, like, not coming-of-age story. No. Except maybe he does grow up a little bit through the process. Mm-hmm very creepy
1: yeah there's a there's a there's a bit of a payoff there at the end and uh if you've listened to the show before you know that this is our podcast where we talk with screenwriters about their scripts and what their scripts mean to them
0: Mm -hmm. where it came from why it's personal um, why they're the only person in the whole world who could have possibly written this script. And it is our honor and our pleasure to talk with artists about what they've written and why they've done that. Mm-hmm. And we love this show so, so, so very much. So if you're interested in being on the show and having us talk about you and your work, or any of the myriad silly things that we tend to talk about, I th- we are talking about boners on the last show remember <laughs> yeah, yeah. now, very, I, now like i've got a very briefly but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and babies we talk about babies a lot now too which mm-hmm. is fun maybe you should have a baby then we could like have baby hour on scripture
1: i don't know that that would be fun for any of the audience though i don't know if it'd be <laughs> all that fun for us all the for moms me.
0: We'd, we'd cultivate like this we'd become like the top script writing podcast because we'd tap into the mommy culture that would just be a weird. I feel like you could probably thing. do
1: that on your own without me having a child. No,
0: I want you to have a baby because yeah. it's two redheads doing a podcast. And I have a baby, then you need a baby too.
1: Maybe I'll just get like a house plant to start <laughs> out
0: with. Jack, babies are easier to keep alive than plants are.
1: Well, you know, all right. I think so. Well, something to consider. Anyway, if this is the sort of uh, nonsense that you enjoy listening on a regular basis, we are taking your donations on Patreon. You can uh, throw a little bit of dough our way if you're into us, and we will uh, invest it into the show because we've got a couple ideas on what we could do with that with a little bit of scratch. Uh, Look up Script Shop Show on Patreon.com.
0: Um, Also, Script Shop, Script Shop Show is all over the internet. We have a website called ScriptShopShow.com. We also are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So if you're interested in seeing any of the the behind-the-scenes nonsense and the regular scenes nonsense, then Mm -hmm. you can look us up on there and at us if you want to.
1: Yeah, at us. And then uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes and uh, subscribe, get the notification button, all that stuff would be... Very helpful to us. You could leave us a review. We would uh we would love that. We'd love reviews. Feedback's good. We like feedback. We yeah, can take sure.
0: it. Um then it's time to talk about the babies in the room mm-hmm. because usually we do have Frank yes. in the booth with us. But today we don't have Frank. We have our our next voice actor, the one, the only fill out TT's James Kurtz.
1: Wow. Yeah, I guess that's me then.
0: Yeah. Look at you, very austere over there with a baby in yeah. his arm. Good job, everybody.
1: Lucky enough to have Phil in studio to help us out. Phil, of course, being your husband. Yes. My podcast husband in law, I suppose. Yes, yeah. yes. We're excellent. a lot more than that, Jack. Yeah, that's Aww, true.
0: You guys are adorable. Remember when Gabe was on the show and yes. I needed you guys to kiss? No, Do you remember? Yeah, no, I really you guys don't. were being really sweet, and I said you're gonna kiss about it now. Oh, well, yeah, well, which maybe I wanted you to. I would have loved that.
1: Listen, Gabe broke my heart that day, it's and I'd rather not get time, into it. Pretty rough time to bring that up. <laughs> right? Uh, maybe you and
0: Gabe can have your baby.
1: Yeah, maybe. That's sure. Good... This is this is taking a bit of a turn. Okay,
0: but I was gonna say, listeners, there is a baby in the studio with yes. us today. So if Olive wakes up and there's little whan you know, just like be cool with it because. She is here with us today as Phillip's here, and we can't leave the baby at home alone. She's got to come with us. And speaking of babies, the mm-hmm. Sendependent Film Festival, our other baby, is coming up August 23rd, 24th, 25th in Cincinnati, Ohio. Script Shop is a partner of the festival, and we would love to meet you and share all the amazing things about Cincinnati so that you can claim your sendependence.
1: Hashtag, claim, claim your Cindependence
0: As part of the Sendependent Film Festival.
1: Um, we didn't really prep for this ahead of time, but uh, I'm I find I'm finally reading something new mm. again.
0: Okay, talk to me about this.
1: Well, so you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago after uh, Anthony Bourdain passed away. Yeah, I uh, looked on my shelf and I actually forgot that I had a copy of his book Medium Raw, which I believe is his second book after he did Kitchen Confidential. He Kitchen mm-hmm. Confidential was the big rock into the water that really blew him up in the world, and this is Medium Raw, which is it's It's a follow up to it. Uh, I've just actually started reading it. I'm just like into the first chapter. The intro, though, of this book is crazy. It's him talking about he goes to some like secret dinner at a very nice restaurant somewhere in New York City. He does not name any names, but he's very specific in this intro about how blown away he is to be in a room with all these top level chefs for this secret dinner in New York at like eleven o'clock at night somewhere. Mm. And they eat a little a, tiny bird that's like illegal to yeah. like it's an endangered species. And like somehow this has been like sort of smuggled into the country. And the way it's cooked is very specific. And he's very good at telling stories.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's it can be a little bit off-putting, I suppose, because it's not just like a chicken that's getting carved up. This is a right. tiny little bird that's been it prepared in a very specific way. It's a crazy way to start this book out. And I'm very much looking forward to reading it. And it's such a shame that, uh, yeah. that, 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 he, that he was hurting the way he was. I, I, I feel terrible.
0: I actually, I want to talk about this for a second mm-hmm. because Anthony Bourdain has meant so much to a lot of people. Yes. And for me, I mean, I really loved what he had to say and his voice and it's been really hard for me to read anything that he's written or, you know, his Netflix work is all his shows are coming back up on Netflix and stuff. Yeah. And I can't, I just can't right now turn them on to watch him because- yeah. It's really painful to see and hear the pieces of him that were so vibrant and then try to reconcile that with where, you know, his life is is now. Yeah. It's really, really, it's not, I just really haven't been able to like watch
1: him. Sure. Without. Well, because I mean, you're, I mean, he meant something to you. He meant something yeah. to a lot of people. And now that he's not there anymore and, you know, the circumstances of the way that we lost him, it's such a shame. And it's just, it, it's, it's. It's they're on, a, on a selfish level on our end. It's like we don't. It, it, I regret the fact that we're not going to have him anymore. Right. Like he's not going to be making any more things, and that's a very selfish thing on my end, because you know I see him well, as this guy that was producing person. stuff for
0: people. Yeah, yeah. And listeners, you know we're not um, we're not a suicide helpline. Yeah, we right. Are, I can't
1: really speak to, with too right. much expertise on this. But we
0: do want to say that if you need somebody to talk to, you can always reach out to us. Sure. We talked about being on social media. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to access people. And if you're somebody that needs help and needs somebody to talk to, you can talk to us and we will do what we can to get you talking to someone who can actually help you well if you want that.
1: Yeah. Just talk to somebody. Talk to somebody.
0: So um, I'm reading... plays again because Mm, you know in cincinnati when the theaters are starting to start their new seasons yes they'll announce their season lineup and i will go and i'll buy all the plays and read them to see if any of them have parts for me
1: oh that's great yeah sure
0: yeah so i'm reading um and i'm so excited about this because david Lindsay a bear is one of my favorite playwrights
1: i think you've talked about him before on the show yes
0: because i really love the play wonder of the world which i've brought up before and um he in ensemble theater is doing um a script of his called Ripcord and Ripcord is about these two old ladies who are living in this home together Yeah, and one of them's new and the older one who's been there longer doesn't like her right away so it's like this rivalry
1: odd couple kind of situation yes
0: and I think that it gets kind of sinister in a really funny way so that wouldn't be um, a play where I would have a major part Mm -hmm. but there are some like character parts in there that I think I would be suited for Rachel Dratch originated some of the character roles oh cool Uh, yeah when it was going through uh new york and i think maybe i could audition for those parts and see well good luck yeah so at ensemble theater cincinnati (laughs) if you're listening and why
1: wouldn't you be Uh, well, we should probably now. That that did we check all the boxes there? Did, okay. Is is Frank going to be annoyed with us for not? Is there anything we didn't talk about that we should have?
0: I don't know, sub Frank. Do you think we need anything?
1: Yeah, how Phil? We, we doing okay? We're looking great, guys. Oh, yes,
0: yes. Oh, so I like more, this Frank. This this Frank this Frank's so much more positive. Nice. Much more handsome. <laughs> Smells nice. Well, we should probably. He's great been smile and beautiful eyes.
1: He's been patiently waiting for a little bit. Let's uh, get Artem on the phone. Hi, Artem. Can you hear us?
2: Yes. Hi, guys. Mm -hmm. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to hear you. Yeah,
0: same. Artem, where are you calling us from?
2: Right now, um, I'm living in Bulgaria. It's, uh, well, how to explain it to you guys? Do you know where Bulgaria is?
0: Um, I have two friends who are Bulgarian, so I do. Oh, really? Yes, one is named Petar. Where are they coming from? Uh, Well, I don't actually know.
2: Where? Uh, well, anyway, because Bulgaria is tiny, anyway, so <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter really. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what's the what's the like writing scene, the screenplay writing scene in Bulgaria?
2: Ooh, well, I mean, actually, I don't know. I'm not sure if you know, but uh, in Bulgaria we have a very big um, film studio called New Film Studio. It's like. The biggest film studio uh, on the Balkans, like out of Balkan countries, and one of the biggest studios in Europe, actually. So mm-hmm. they're doing big, you know, blockbusters, and they shoot some of the scenes for the big movies, like Hollywood movies here. Um, so I know some, you know, information about it. But as for screenwriting, for example. Um, I wouldn't say I know much since, um, just because I've been living here for three years only. And it's just mostly studying. So I don't think I had time to like feel the, you know, the like the ground of the screenwriting.
0: Mm -hmm. Where did you live before?
2: Well, originally I come from Russia, like from a tiny village in Russia, which is, 600 kilometers away from Moscow, Mm. and um, yeah, I've spent 17 years of my life in that tiny village. Just I, I've like always dreamt of getting out of there because I just wanted to get out and live in a big city and do what I want to do, and kind of like escape that reality because I didn't really like it. So, yeah, I feel much better here, to be honest. Um, in Bulgaria, I don't know why it just feels suits better.
0: You. Yeah. Well, what do you want to do?
2: Well, yeah, that that's a very good question mm-hmm. because um, when your parents want you to study politics, your grandma wants you to study law, you feel like really pressured. You have this pressure from relatives, and you don't know what to do because you really don't want to do those things. So instead of actually thinking of what I want to do, I've started excluding things I really wouldn't do. So, like, you know, I decided that I wouldn't do politics, I wouldn't study economics. And one by one, I've been excluding the things. And so I mm, ended up with studying journalism and mass communication just because it's like the maybe something um, the closest uh, to my soul you know it's not that I really like writing journalistic pieces but I like fictional writing so maybe that's why um, journalism is like the closest major um, that I could choose and um but like my biggest dream, of course, is to work in the film industry and to to write my own mm-hmm. script and to shoot a film. Mm-hmm. But that's like, you know, a, a huge dream. And, you know, hopefully <laughs> one day, yeah, it comes true. But it- as for now, yeah.
1: Has it been difficult trying to do the things that you want to do and shuffling out things that other people want you to do, other people in your family and focus on yourself? Has that been sort of difficult at times?
2: Well, at first, yeah, that was difficult because um, my parents told me that if I studied, you know, film, they they told me, you don't study film, you don't study screenwriting. Like, you should have it in, you know... inside your heart, and if you can do it, um, you know, without studying, then then you can be the best. So like, there are thousands of people that study film each year, and uh, for some reason we don't hear their names, and uh, they don't become famous. But I insisted that, you know, becoming famous is not something I, like, it's not something in my priorities. I feel that I have like um, so many stories to tell, and I have so many um, things to to talk about in my films, and uh, I just want to spread out uh, the message that I have for people. And uh, so I tell them, famous is not something I want to do. So I don't care how many people graduate and uh, how many of them become famous. So you know, step by step, year by year, I think that. I like decided on that thing with my mom, so she's really supportive right now after hearing about some of my ideas and seeing some oh, of my that's nice. short that's good. things. But my grandma still thinks that I'm studying um, like foreign politics, which is like, I told her a thousand times that I'm studying journalism and film, but she's like, oh, are you going to be an um, international lawyer now? And I'm like, no, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, do, I just, like, I don't want to disappoint her, like, one year, uh, I mean, the next year, because I'm graduating next year, and it's, like, it's a shame on me that I still haven't actually told her, like, uh, you know, like, we didn't sit down, and I haven't told her, Grandma, you know, you've been asking me about me being international lawyer, but I've told you a thousand times that I'm going to be a journalist. Yeah, Grandma. Like, so... Yeah, but I haven't yet. So we'll see. Well,
1: you know, if nothing else, maybe just if you can somehow have grandma listen to the show, then that would be a good way Mm -hmm. to break it. You could just break it to her right now. You
0: say, grandma, I had this interview and we talked about my script. Do you want to listen to it? And maybe she'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah. And be into it that way.
2: Yeah, she actually might want to hear it. Um, The only thing that bothers me is that she doesn't understand any single word in English. (laughs) That's going to be a problem. Well, I was also thinking we needed
0: to make it grandma appropriate. But if she doesn't understand.
1: Yeah, you were talking about boners a little bit. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're getting ready to graduate. And you've said you've got a bunch of stories that you want to tell. Yes. How how many different uh, pieces have you written?
2: Well, so far, um, I'm yeah, I actually was like putting down some of them on paper, like the names of uh, of the things that I wanted, you know, to tell. Uh, it ha- it's not many, you know, that I've written. It's maybe about uh, like 10 mm-hmm. of short yeah. scripts that I've written. That's more than I've but, written. Well, I mean, you know, it all of them feel like they have this raw feeling like they're not finished. Some of them they just like become less interesting for me. And so I just, you know, throw them away. But uh, like I've been working on some of them over the last few months. And um, uh, well, most of them are just like depressing or sad okay. or like mm-hmm. very scary stories just because I'm a huge fan of, very, of like pessimistic and uh, thrilling and scary stuff you know um so and i just see that there are so many scary things in the world and you don't really have to like make it up you just take a story from the real world and you just like put it in the way you want it um and this way you kind of like spread the message about the things that happen in the world
0: it's kind of like what america Um, does now they just take normal things and make them terrifying, right? Is that what our... Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But so
1: so for you as a writer, it's not about like making up a monster or a ghost. Your, your whole idea of writing something scary and horror related is that it's about what people can do to each other.
2: Well, yeah, what people can do to each other and uh, what person can do to, you know, to themselves, for yeah. example... Mm-hmm. I've just submitted uh, one of the scripts uh, for for the contest organized by this film studio Boyana here in Bulgaria. They required a short script of four pages with no more than four characters. Wow. And it's supposed to be just in one location. So it was like really, um, you know, like I had this limit and it was very interesting for me. You know how to push myself and make it work. So, for example, this last script that I wrote—it's called um, the the sign—and it's about a cap. It's about a couple that uh, went through the breakup, and uh, they have trust issues. And this girl, she's. Um, like she doesn't know what to do because she loves him, but he doesn't trust her. He checks her phone all the time and he's like he's being such an asshole. but, um, but she loves him. So like, she's struggling and she's like uh, hitting herself, beating herself up. like she's doing things to herself. So,, um, my, so yeah, my point is that people can be, violent and not only to each other but to themselves you know like a person can be violent to to himself or Mm -hmm. herself and uh, um, you know like uh, especially lately about uh, all the things um, depression and uh, um, people committing suicide it's it's become a huge thing right now like Mm -hmm. especially right now and it hurts my feelings to see how many great people just pass away yeah. like, um, they, they have families. They, they seem to be happy. They have everything, but at one point they just quit and, uh, it hurts a lot and it hit me really hard. So like it actually inspired my last script that I wrote for the contest. But yeah, other than that, I just usually touch the, the, the topics of violence, um, among people. You know, that's right.
0: Artem, you're writing about, you know, people not being kind to themselves. And do you ever feel this way? Like, are these scripts coming out of a personal place in you?
2: Yes, it, it completely does like 100%, no lie there. Um, I do, you know, feel inspired from my own life as well, because um, I've been going through the tough times, but You know, it's not like, I don't know, I'm pretty sure there are people that are going through much tougher times than I do. But uh, sometimes just something happens, in my case, like (laughs) on a regular basis. And uh, I like, you know, I just like get really depressed and stuff like that. But it really helps me to brainstorm ideas and then put them down on paper and finally make something out of it. So those things that happen in my life, they do inspire uh, my work. That's, that's true.
1: And speaking of that such a thing, you, you wrote us a script that's called, you sent us your script called Dream Trip, which is about <laughs> a Russian exchange student in high school coming to America, coming to, I believe, Texas. And that's something that you actually did. You came to Idaho, Right.
2: <laughs> that's true, that's right yes guys
1: so how, uh, so just, just in general I can't imagine being a teenager and getting on a plane and flying to the other end of the world to go to school with, with, with people that you've never met you're staying with people you've never met what's that, what in the world is that like?
2: yeah that was a wonderful experience actually um, it's like even like today Facebook brought me some memories you know from like four or five years ago yeah and it's like i had this such a nice sweet feeling because i really enjoyed that trip and i lived in the states for a year so actually this is the contest organized by um american consuls in moscow but uh, you know the whole thing was organized by the United States of America by the government. Mm -hmm. So they're basically having this contest and they invite different students from different schools just to participate. And uh, you have these three, kind of like three rounds, you know, and they have elimination after each of them. And the, you know, as they say, the best out of the best ones get to go to the States. And live there for for a year in American host family. So the the point of the program is is exchange. Like it's called Future Leaders of Exchange, but they're not talking about exchanging of students. You know, nobody's coming yeah. from America to Russia. Okay. But by exchange, they mean that you exchange with your like culture and language and traditions. So you kind of like you share the things, you bring the things, and uh, and you get the same thing from your host family, like they're they're going to share um, what they have in their lives, you know, their traditions, um, their culture, uh, their rules, their responsibilities, and you kind of get to exchange those things. Yeah, and it's uh, such a wonderful experience. It was such a wonderful experience, um, even though, yeah, my script. I mean I wouldn't say it was of course one hundred percent inspired. No, not at all. Right. Oh good
1: but, <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe I just like kinda, of, you know, brought a spoiler. But no, it wasn't <laughs> inspired by one hundred percent. But this was the time when I thought, what if what if it went, you know, that way? Because I've read as I told you, like you know, I've, I've been reading some stories on the internet. I've read a lot of crappy stories about uh, student experiences in the States, and you know, one girl was um, assaulted by her host fam- family. Oh my god! Another mm-hmm. guy was like robbed by his host family, and things do happen and you never know what kind of family you're going to get and how how well you you're, you're going to get along with them so you know i just thought what if you know it was well, it turned out to be this way yeah and this but is like you case, sort of
1: playing out like the biggest fear right you're yeah. you're a teenager you fly mm-hmm. to the other end of the world and now you're with these people who are nightmarish and sinister
2: yes exactly and you know what Before I went to the States, I kind of like, I'm not, I wasn't sure if I should have touched this topic in our interview, but um, before I went to the States, uh, people had been telling me, like, oh, Artem, you know, like if you, you know, if you get to know that your host family are members of Latter day, you know, Latter day Saints of, Um, sorry guys, can just that's okay. uh, No, it's okay. Yeah, so if if your host family uh, are the members of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter day Saints, basically they're called Mormons, right? Uh, so if they are, then you should just stay in Russia, you should never go to the (laughs) state because
0: it's very harsh for the Mormon community. Well, Well, yeah, but you know, different cultures have different perceptions of each other,
2: yeah. Definitely, but they told me that, like, what Mormons do, basically, they um, crucify animals, they, sa- like, sacrifice animals, they, I don't know, like, uh, have these weird uh, rituals, they, like, it was, like, so scary for me. Wow, I don't know anything after... about
1: Mormon as a religion.
0: Yeah, I don't either. You, you know, it makes me feel like maybe... Where did these ideas come from? Yeah, you sure. Know, like what? Yeah, right. What maybe pieces of these thoughts could be true that right, makes someone that jump into this?
1: Got spun into something yes. else. But
0: if that's what you're hearing, of course that's terrifying. Yeah.
2: Yes, that was that was what I heard. But uh, the thing was that my host family actually turned out to be Mormons. So oh,
0: was everything? I mean, a- was everything okay? How'd it go? Yeah
2: I mean we we'll, like we're still in touch it's been so it, it will be 5 years in August since I got to know them since I met them actually and like this is I call them my American family. I call them American dad, American mom, American brothers and sisters. Like, we're in a very nice relationship. So if you
1: had all these people warning you about, okay, watch out, Mormons do this stuff, it's really scary. And then you get off the plane and meet these people, and it's what you were warned of. How? I mean, were, were you
2: scared? Were you nervous? Oh, well, I mean, I got to know about them and about their, like, you know, stuff. Uh, a little bit in advance before oh, okay. I went to the states. So, yeah, it it wasn't just like me coming off the plane and they're just like, "Hi, we're Mormons." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> <for the> <laughs> yeah, that would have been maybe like, yeah, scary, uh, just because I didn't know much about uh, that religion. But since I got to know about it um, from my host mom herself, you know, she told me that. You know, let's let me just like tell you that we're going, you know, to church on Sundays, for example, and stuff like that. So she sent me the links, and like I did my little research, mm-hmm. and I'm happy I did because, well, yeah, there are a lot of people on the internet saying a lot of different things. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but didn't feel really like scared. I felt more excited about me going to the States. And I was like, it doesn't matter what kind of religion they have. Like, uh, all all host families, like, they're having this um, background check and, like, everything. So, like, I'm not worried about uh, me, you know, being killed or something. Like, no, everything's going to be fine. I really want to go to the States. So, yeah, even though um, I'm I'm not hiding it that – as a you know, student with those like big ambitions and big dreams, I thought that I would be living like in LA or New York or something. And then I get this place in information uh, and it's a town uh, with 536 people called wow. Clark Fork in Northern Idaho. And I was like, mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. And then yeah, living with Mormons. And so, I was like, hmm, that's very interesting. Like, that's something I really never expected. Right. But you know what, guys? Like, this was one of the best years of my life. Uh Yeah. Yes, it changed me a lot. And this was the time when I found out that I was, you know, I, I had these ambitions to get into film industry just for some reason. Maybe, like, it sparkled there. I just thought that... Mm, why not? I even started looking out for different um, film schools in the states, and then I realized it would be like I would have to sell—I um, don't know—my legs and arms. And I was gonna say a
0: kidney. too so- cheap. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, kidney Ooh. wouldn't be enough though. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs>
1: So you wrote this script called Dream Trip, and it's about this high schooler named Alex who's an artistic student in a small village in Russia who gets the call that he's been accepted into an exchange program, and he's going to America. It's the opportunity of a lifetime. He comes here. He meets this family in Texas. They're all super nice. And as things progress, he starts to, there's a gal that he's going to school with who sort of out of nowhere gives him a warning and says, Alex, you got to get out of here. This isn't a good place for you. Yeah. But then she never really gets a chance to explain it. Yeah. And there's a kitten that the family found.
0: Some foreshadowing here.
1: Who all of a sudden Mm -hmm. has kind of gone missing. And then all of a sudden there's one day when Alex is left home alone and he's, checking the house out and just seeing what all is, and he finds this box of, like, the kitten's paw and, like, bones and teeth, and he freaks out, Mm -hmm. as he should. As he should. And contacts... cat pieces. Contacts his... Merry uh, Christmas. ...his placement coordinator, and she says, oh, I'll come... He, He says, you gotta come pick me up, you gotta come pick me up, so she does, and takes him back to her house, where the host family is waiting for him along with the sheriff in town
0: da, da, da.
1: and they're saying that he, he and alex has realized that they're involved in all these weird rituals and it doesn't look good for him and thankfully the girl that pulled him aside before to warn him helps him escape right and he gets he tries to drive off the car dies he gets picked up by an older couple who take him to this uh, like, sort of outdoor field Gathering. party. Yeah. And he comes to find out that he's right back stuck in uh, the same group of people that want to do this real sinister stuff. And it ends on such a cliffhanger.
0: Right. And, you know, honestly, talking through the the beats of this story, it... Artem, thank you so much for sharing so much of your thought process with us. Yeah. Because we can see that all over this script. And anybody reading the <laughs> script after listening to this would be like okay i get it i get it i get it i get it because it's all right there yeah do we want to go well, ahead i'm
2: happy i'm happy for you guys that you like that you liked it and that you could like see it actually because um because that's what the script is supposed to be about you know like to to give this um, imagery to the reader
1: yeah, so, I mean, this is there. This is definitely more of a horror-type script. Outside of all the scary stuff, are there, I mean, I feel like this is a very personal story that you actually went through, and I would imagine that you, there's a lot of you. How much do you relate to Alex as a character in this script?
2: Well, um, considering the fact that it's built on my story, like, you know, about the guy from a small town Uh, who's been living a dream to go to the States and he actually does. And he meets this family and like, he's going through some weird things. I mean, yeah, there are some elements of my character in there Mm -hmm. and like even the behavior, you know, if you like find out something weird, you just like kind of freak out. It's not what I experienced, but of course, I mean, we had some problems, um, Throughout the year, you know, like misunderstandings and stuff, but um, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing like that, of course, happened, right. and I didn't really act the way Alex did in the script. <laughs> Although I did call my to my coordinator once, and she never helped me. <laughs> um, oh, well, <laughs> freaky! <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so if I was Alex, and if actually this happened to me. And if I called to my coordinator, she would never pick me up, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, really, I mean... Yeah, like, yeah, everything you see about Alex, it's kind of like of uh, my character, really. Okay. Um,
1: well, we should probably read yeah. a little bit, a little selection from the script.
0: I mean, I want to, but Philip just stepped out with a baby. Oh, that's right,
1: we can't. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, that's well, all right. Well, I wonder, let me because um, the listeners know that this is happening. So this let me just peek out here and see what the okay. situation I,
1: is. I do have another question for you. Right there, there's a part in the script where when he's first arrived in the States and he's riding back with his host family... Uh, to go to the house for the first time and there's a country song that comes on the radio and everybody's sort of singing it and, you know, he doesn't... the, The character Alex doesn't really know this song at all. Is there sort of a feeling of no matter how inviting and friendly people are when you're in a situation like you were in, do you always kind of feel a little bit like being an outsider?
2: Yeah. Actually... Um, I'm just thinking about about one of the like first weeks when I went with my host family to this uh, demolition derby and uh, they were playing some of the songs, some of the country songs. and uh, I was like, what are those songs? Like <laughs> I don't understand it. But again, you know, this is very ridiculous because back, you know, in Russia before I went to the States, I've been listening to some country songs, like some something I liked. Of course, they were not the ones that people listen to in America. Um, but like when I went to the States, I was like, oh, again a country song. Like it felt that I started hating country <laughs> songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like at some point, you do feel a little bit out of place, you know, because. Especially during my first month, you know, my English was so bad. It Mm. was horrible. Um, Like I couldn't even say fork in English. And, uh, you know, like people were talking in English and you just like like staring at them with your stupidity. And you Mm -hmm. just like look at them and you're like, what are they talking about? I don't understand any single word because they're talking so fast. And uh, then like I did to really go to the church with uh, my host family, so it felt again like a little bit, um, just a little bit like an outsider, you know, because yeah. I don't know much about all these things and who are all these people. So yeah, um, even even again, exactly. Um, as you, Jack mentioned, they were very welcoming yeah. and, uh, very kind and very friendly. And like, they were so nice from the very first day, from the very first like minute we met, but at some point you do feel a little bit like, you know, out of place just because you're here all by yourself, you know, right. um, all the way across the pond
1: and not and if you yeah. and if maybe English wasn't really your strong suit when you first got here that just makes it that much more scary right that just adds to the fear
2: <laughs> Yeah it does
0: <laughs> Well I think it's really yes, interesting too because of course this script is written in English right but that can't be your first language right. so getting a script that's written in English, I think it's very impressive that you're not only exploring art, but you're exploring it in different languages. Yeah, I
2: I didn't
1: even think about that. That's a great point. Artem, your English is great, by the way.
2: Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, I'm actually writing all my scripts in English because I feel that uh, there is more chance um, to have my script, you know, um, I don't know, shot or... Produced? I don't know, like basically getting yeah, getting out there, it's like I have better chances of getting my script out there, you know, in the industry if it's in English. Because if it's in Russian, uh, people in Russia don't really make movies that, you know, I'm writing the scripts for. Um, okay. I've seen a couple of horror films in Russia, but I was like, okay, guys, um, no, that's, <laughs> that's not how you do a horror movie. <laughs> Well, yeah, but that was my subjective personal opinion, though.
0: Oh, sure. Um, Philip's back with Baby Olive, so we're going to go ahead and read it, a selection from your script. We're very excited to share this with our listeners. Yes. So, Artem, just hold tight while we get set up, and we're going to read through uh, a scene from your script.
1: Scene 13, where it's uh, Alex, the main character, has been living in the States for a few, uh, few weeks, maybe even a couple months at this point. He's made some friends at school. And one of his friends, Rebecca, says, Hey, let's uh, let's go hang out at the coffee shop sometime. I like talking to you and, and we should we should hang out. And Alex says, Okay, sure. Yeah. And everything's been going pretty great. Yeah, it's up been this going point.
0: fine. I also want to point out to all of our listeners that we're playing high school students. Yeah, that's right. So I'm twenty nine mm-hmm. and Jack's old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're playing high schoolers. So, you know, that's fun. And then of course we have Philip back with little OBK. And uh, she's not going to be reading anything because she doesn't know how to read yet or speak English at all. Right. And so Philip's going to be doing all of our stage directions. So, Philip, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Okay, cool. How's Dad duty going? He's doing, doing pretty great. well. Yeah. I mean, she's cute, so it's
1: nice. Studio adventure continues. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, we better, in case things take a turn, yeah, let's, let's Phillip, get this Philip, whenever in here.
0: you're ready, you can start us off.
1: Interior Coffee House Day. The coffee house is full of people sitting at the tables and talking to each other. Alex and Rebecca are laughing and talking. <laughs> You're so funny and
0: smart, Alex. I always wanted to have a friend like you.
1: Don't you have friends?
0: Well, of course I do, but... What? Uh, Alex, I need to tell you something.
1: Go ahead. I'm listening to you.
0: Uh, you seem to be a really nice guy, and I think you should know something. Um, I don't really know how to tell you about it, but this place is not what it seems to be. What do you mean? You shouldn't stay here any longer.
1: Um, can you be more specific? Rebecca's phone rings. Rebecca answers it. She nods from time to time. Rebecca on the phone.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Rebecca ends the call.
0: Alex, I'm sorry, but I really have to go.
1: What do you mean you have to go? I want you to tell me what's going on. I
0: can explain it later. I gotta go. Bye.
1: Rebecca leaves the coffee house. Alex is staring at the entrance door. And just left completely I, that's, to that's, twist in the wind.
0: Yep, that's what we got here is just this guy. Poor Alex. Getting strung out by this American freak show. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. And Rebecca, I love this scene because it I think it really um, embodies so much of the script in terms of it's like something bad's happening, but you don't know what it is yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it artem?
2: Well, I'm just so so impressed like guys um it's we we actually I mean like we had a reading of the script in the class because uh, the the very first version of this script like the very first draft was written over like two years ago, and uh, I just kept coming back to it so it's it's Way more different from the very first draft, but we had this like uh, reading, um, like we had actors, you know, the students who were reading some of some parts of the script, and it was like very nice. But you guys, it's like mind blowing. (laughs) (laughs) I just love listening to you. I was like, oh, this is like me watching. Uh, like you're you're doing the sound, and I'm just watching a movie in my head. You know, I'm just like seeing those all of those scenes and just like how it all goes. That's uh, awesome. It's just like so cool, very cool.
0: Do you think about writing this into a longer movie?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did think about it. Why not? Because it, it exactly, it doesn't feel to me that I really can like. Um, um show the characters uh, in this short script because right. there are not enough uh, um like there was a page limit so um when i was writing it for my for, for my screenwriting class so we had this page limit of 20 pages and so i never really pushed myself to write you know a long feature script so i just kept coming back to it and i kept this limit of 20 pages Um, Just to, you know, kind of like to polish it and to see uh, if I could do something else with this. But now I'm thinking that um, it seems to me that there's nothing else I can do about the short version of the script. Mm -hmm. And I really think that I could make like a long feature and like like add more um, depth to the characters and like to explain their lives um uh, maybe to you know to explain uh, the reason behind the what they're doing like in a in a, um in a different way or like in a deeper way um, because right now it feels like to me personally everything's been like in a rush you know just like I just um, introduced the character, he went to the States, he met the family, blah, blah blah blah. So and then it all ends. Yeah. So yeah, I do feel that there there could be so much more told about this story do you think that
1: i'm so sorry do you i was gonna ask you if you did expand it into a feature the, the way it is right now it ends on a very sinister note where it seemed like it seems like alex is doomed and he's about to meet his end if you expanded this into a feature would you keep that same ending Definitely. (laughs) So, no happy ending for
0: Alex. Alex is dying. He's dead. Whether a short or a feature, Alex is in trouble. Yeah, no, this is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, yeah, I mean, actually, um, uh, the scene with the kitten uh, was introduced by my American host mom so she was like yeah you know because she she read my like the very very like raw version of my ideas not even like a draft and she was like yeah you know so maybe there should be like this kitten that they first you know like host and then maybe something happens to it oh wow I was like yeah that sounds really good and so like I you know I started like putting it one way another way and um she still, like, she hasn't read it. She was like, oh, so you're going to this interview, like, to the script shop, and you haven't even given to me to read the, your final, the very final draft. Oh. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Sorry, and host I mom. Keep promising, yeah, I keep promising to send it to her, and I haven't yet.
1: Well, you know, the good so, news is, that, host mom, you can log on to scriptshopshow.com right. slash scripts, and our Artem's script is going to be right there. That's all right.
2: Yeah, sounds good. So, yeah, thanks for that, guys. Because, like, <laughs> She's going to see did it it whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, as for the long feature form, yeah, I would definitely keep that ending. And I just like the way, you know, it um, it ends. And uh, I'm actually, I was thinking, because I've, I've heard Jack mentioning uh, that, alex gets into basically the same community he just got out from Mm -hmm. and when i was writing my script um i thought if it was that way or if there are different communities uh and that's like why i'm telling you this because i thought that maybe in a long feature thing i could just you know explain it a little bit more that yeah, he did got he, he he got out from the you know from that community and like everything's fine but there are a lot of different communities. Yeah. in the state of in I the state that. of Texas. Yeah. For a second I wanted to say <laughs> in the state of Idaho. Uh-huh. But uh, it's very personal for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that maybe like it would be interesting to say that once your problem ends with someone it doesn't mean that you're not going to get in trouble with someone else right um that's yeah so I have some some ideas and definitely I would like to if I you know if I had this opportunity I would like to develop it in a longer form
1: well so you're going to school and you're getting ready to graduate are you looking to go into like maybe start doing film work or are you going to go into some maybe some journalistic work
2: Really, if I had a chance to get into film things, I would do that. Um, People often ask me, like, you say it's like very abstract. Like, what kind of thing do you want to do in the film industry? And I keep telling them that it doesn't really matter what you do in there. Like, it doesn't really matter because you can learn from the people you're around and do your own thing in your free time, if you have, of course. And then you know, like, so for me, it's not necessarily like, I don't, I'm not aiming to be like a screenwriter after I graduate. I could be like an assistant of assistant uh, who is an assistant of uh, an assistant help. Uh, <laughs> you <know, like>, Everybody <laughs> always needs some assistance really every now and again. <laughs> yes. It doesn't really matter. Like as long as I get in there and then mm-hmm. I just get this experience from people, I get to talk to them and to see, what is it like, you know, and, uh, it would be nice, but, um, yeah, if I had a chance, I would have, um, I would have chosen to get into film industry rather than write journalistic pieces.
1: Okay. Well, so, yeah, so I was we'll
2: just
0: going to say for the world at large listening, if you would like to hire Artem to be an assistant to your assistant, to your assistant, <laughs> your assistant, <laughs> yeah. Artem, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you?
2: Well, um, it can be my um, email, of course, mm-hmm. which is artemtukanov 96 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, which is again facebook.com slash awesome. But like, maybe, like, I don't know. You probably, yeah, since you're probably going to put my name on the we will.
0: Uh, we'll definitely have it on podcast. the show now. Yeah, your name yeah. will
2: be all over the the section Artem, where you're Artem,
0: at. Artem, Artem.
2: <laughs> all right. Yeah, because like uh, maybe some people wouldn't be able to to spell it just right. because like you know it's my weird last name.
1: Artem, um, I can't thank you enough for coming on with us. I, I think it's awesome.
0: This
2: was such a great talk. I wish so we had more fun. time.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, thank you very much, guys, for this invitation. It's been very like uh, wonderful and exciting to talk to you about my one of my first um, professional kind of, but at the same time amateur works and um, I'm really grateful for this opportunity and thank you very much for talking to me and for asking me questions.
1: Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate it. Get some sleep. Okay. I know it's late where you oh, are right boy. now.
2: Mm. <laughs> of course. All Th- right. Thanks so thank much. Thank you very much.
1: boy. That was cool.
0: That was amazing.
1: I like it. We, we get lucky every now and again as far as like international pe- people in other countries who have written things and we, they're nice enough to send it to us. Right. And then to
0: stay up till 3 a.m. to be on the show in our Eastern time zone that we have. Here. I know. Gosh, that's awesome!
1: Super cool. It's so it's so neat to hear people's perspectives. From I love it outside of just the West. Yeah, you know, yes. let alone the United States. Well, because
0: you know, I love I love personally just learning, and you get to do yeah. that a lot from talking through people. But it's just striking how different people are in other countries. And that difference is just a huge learning curve and a huge learning opportunity for me. Well,
1: and how personally. the same we are, too. We're all just people. And yeah. It's, it's, I always enjoy sort of the universal outside of cultural differences, like just the universal things that we have in common just as people. And the fact that as a kid, he came over here and came to high school. That's and amazing. I can't imagine being 16, 17 and mm. going to Germany or Russia or wherever and
0: being an exchange student. Getting
1: dumped into the deep end. Yeah. Right.
0: I would love to do that, but it just wasn't even really part of like something we did. Yeah. You know, uh, my parents let me go to Hawaii when I was 16. That was interesting. Okay. Well, myself. I
1: mean, that's, you're pushing, you're getting a, pushing getting the, out the boundary. Yeah. yeah.
0: But it was still the U.S. Sure. You know, it's different, but not whatever. It was a thing.
1: If you uh, have a thing, if you feel different, <laughs> but maybe not all that different and you've taken those feelings and you've written them on paper or on a computer screen in script form, well, I think you should send it to us because we'd like to read it.
0: Right, we really would. You can do that on scriptshopshow dot com slash submit. Um, you can also go to FilmFreeway.com and look up Script Shop, and we're on there for you to submit your wonderful, wonderful works
1: to us. The sin Film Festival here in Cincinnati. Please consider coming to town. We will show this town off to you. It's like our favorite thing to do. Yeah. Or if you're in town listening, please come down to Over the Rhine at the Woodward Theater in August. Come see some of these movies that some of these great filmmakers are sending to us that uh, we're so excited to show all of you. Check out the website, org passes are on sale
0: that's right get yours now don't miss out because there's going to come a point in this podcast when we talk about how much fun we had yes and we want you to be a part of that conversation yeah and
1: you can be if you come here and then we can be like hey remember when remember when sammy
0: <laughs> yeah. poured a
1: drink on jim
0: yeah on top of the bar right. at 4 a.m that was amazing yeah,
1: so you can be sammy and or jim or just somebody who saw sammy and jim acting like jerks
0: yeah okay cool Well, what else do we talk about at the end of the show?
1: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check us out, please. And, of course, ScriptShopShow.com is uh, where it all happens at.
0: All right. So until next week, friends, that's a wrap.
1: (laughs) Baby saying goodbye. (laughs) Script Shop was created by Allison West.